Deuteronomy 1, 1. These are the words Moses spoke to all Israel on the far side of the Jordan River in the desert, in the Arabah, across from Sukh, between Aram and Topol, Laban, Hatzerot, and Dezahel. In the 11 days journey from Horeb to Kadesh Barnier by way of Mount Seir. On the first day of the 11th month of the 14th year, Moses spoke to the people of Israel, reviewing everything Adonai had ordered him to tell them. This was after he had defeated Sichon, king of the Amorites who lived in Heshbon, and Og, king of Bashan, who lived in Aserat, at Edrai, there beyond the Jordan in the land of Moab. Moses took it upon himself to expound his Torah and said, That was the 11th month of the 40th year. Adonai spoke to us in Horeb. He said, you have lived long enough by this mountain. Turn, get moving, and go to the hill country of the Amorite, and all the places near there in the Arabah hill country, the Shephelah, the Negev, and by the seashore, the land of the Canaanites and the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the Euphrates River. I have set the land before you. Go in and take possession of the land Adonai swore to give to your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and their descendants after them. At that time, I told you, you are too heavy a burden for me to carry alone. Adonai, your God, has multiplied your numbers so that there are as many of you today as there are stars in the sky. May Adonai, the God of your ancestors, increase you yet a thousandfold and bless you as he has promised you but you are burdensome bothersome and quarrelsome how can I bear it by myself alone pick for yourselves from each of your tribes men who are wise, understanding, and knowledgeable, and I will make them heads over you. You answered me. What you have said would be a good thing for us to do. So I took the heads of your tribes, men wise and knowledgeable, and made them heads over you, leaders in charge of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens, and officers tribe by tribe. At that time, I commissioned your judges. Here are the cases that arise between your brothers and judge fairly between a man and his brother and the foreigner who is with him. You are not to show favoritism when judging, but give equal attention to the small and to the great. No matter how a person presents himself, don't be afraid of him because the decision is God's. The case that is too hard for you, bring to me and I will hear it. I also gave you orders at that time concerning all the things you were to do. 
So we left Horeb and went through all that vast and fearsome desert which you saw on the way to the hill country of the Amorite, as Adonai our God ordered us. And we arrived at Kadesh Barnea. There I said to you, you have come to the hill country of the Amorite, which, God, which Adonai our God is giving us. Look, Adonai your God has placed the land before you. Go up, take possession as Adonai, the God of your ancestors, has told you. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. You approached me, every one of you, and said, Let's send men ahead of us to explore the country for us and bring back word concerning what route we should use in going up and what the cities we will encounter are like. The idea seemed good to me, so I took twelve of you men, one from each tribe, and they set out, went up into the hills, came to the Eshkol Valley, and reconnoitered it. They took some of the produce of the land and brought it down to us. They also brought back word to us. The land Adonai our God is giving to us is good. You would not go up. Instead, you rebelled against the order of Adonai, your God, and in your tents you complained. It's because Adonai hated us that he has brought us out of the land of Egypt, only to hand us over to the Amorite to destroy us. What sort of place is it that we're heading for? Our brothers made our courage fail when they said, the people are bigger and taller than we are. The cities are great and fortified up to the sky. And finally, we have seen the Anakin there. I answered you, Don't be fearful. Don't be afraid of them. Adonai, your God, who is going ahead of you, will fight on your behalf, just as he accomplished all those things for you in Egypt before your eyes, and likewise in the desert, where you saw how Adonai, your God, carried you like a man carries his child. Along the entire way you traveled until you arrived at this place. Yet, in this matter, you don't trust Adonai your God, even though he went ahead of you, seeking out places for you to pitch your tents and showing you which way to go by fire at night and by a cloud during the day. Adonai heard what you were saying and became angry and swore. Not a single one of these people, this whole evil generation, will see the good land I swore to give to your ancestors, except for Caleb, the son of Lumpon. He will see it, and I will give him and his descendants the land he walked on, because he has fully followed Adonai. Also, because of you, Adonai was angry with me and said, You too will not go in there. Joshua, the son of Nun, your assistant, he will go in there. So encourage him, because he will enable Israel to take possession of it. Moreover, your little ones, who you said you would be taken as booty, and your children, who don't yet know good from bad, they will go in there. I will give it to them, and they will have possession of it. But as for yourselves, turn around and head into the desert by the road to the Sea of Suck.
then you answered me. We have sinned against Adonai. Now we will go up and fight in accordance with everything Adonai our God ordered us. And every man among you put on his arms, considering it is an easy matter to go up into the hill country. But Adonai said to me, Tell them, don't go up and don't fight, because I am not there with you. If you do, your enemies will defeat you. So I told you, but you wouldn't listen. Instead, you rebelled against Adonai's order, took matters into your own hands, and went up into the hill country where the Amorai living in that hill country came out against you like bees, defeated you in Seir, and chased you back all the way to Hormah. You returned and cried before Adonai, but Adonai neither listened to what you said nor paid you any attention. This is why you had to stay in Kadesh as long as you did. Then we turned and began traveling into the desert along the road to the Sea of Suk, as Adonai had said to me, and we skirted Mount Seir for a long time. Finally, Adonai said to me, You have been going around this mountain long enough. Head north and give this order to the people. You are to pass through the territory of your kinsmen, the descendants of Esau who live in Seir. They will be afraid of you, so be very cautious and don't get into disputes with them, for I am not going to give you any of their land. No, not even enough for one foot to stand on inasmuch as I have given Mount Seir to Esau as his possession. Pay them money for the food you eat. Pay them money for the water you drink. For Adonai, your God, has blessed you in everything your hands have produced. He knows that you have been traveling through this vast desert these 40 years. Adonai, your God, has been with you, and you have lacked nothing. So we went on past our kinsmen, the descendants of Esau living in Seir, left the road to the Arabah from Elliot and Etzongiver, and turned to pass along the road to the desert of Moab. Adonai said to me, Don't be hostile toward Moab or fight with them, because I will not give you any of their land to possess, since I have already given Ar to the descendants of Lot as their territory. The Emin used to live there, a great and numerous people as tall as the Anakin. They are also considered Rephamian, as are the Anakin, but the Moabian called them Emin. In Seir, the Horem used to live, but the descendants of Esau disposed and destroyed them, settling in their place. Israel did similarly in the land he came to possess, which Adonai gave to them. Now get going and cross Vadai Zered. So we crossed Vadai Zered. The time between our leaving Kadesh Barnea and our crossing Sadai Zered was 38 years until the whole generation of men capable of bearing arms had been eliminated from the camp as Adonai had sworn they would be. 
Moreover, Adonai's hand was against them to root them out of the camp until the last of them was gone. When all the men who were able to bear arms had died and were no longer part of the people, Adonai said to me, Today you are to cross the border of Moab at Ar. When you approach the descendants of the Ammon, don't bother them or fight with them. For I will not give you any of the territory of the people of Ammon to possess, since I have given it to the descendants of Lot as their territory. This too is considered a land of the Rephaim. Rephaim, whom the Amorai call Zamzuman, used to live there. They were a large, numerous people, as tall as the Anakin. But Adonai destroyed them as the people of Ammon advanced and settled in their place. Just as he destroyed the Horem, as descendants of Esau advanced into Seir and settled in their place, where they live to this day. It was the same with the Ebim, who lived in villages as far away as Azah. The Kaphorim, coming from Kaphor, destroyed them and settled in their place. Get up and get moving and cross the Armand Valley. Here, I have put in your hand Sikon, the Emory, king of Hashbon, and his land. Commence the conquest, begin the battle. Today I will start putting the fear and dread of you into all the peoples under heaven. Under heaven so that the mere mention of your name will make them quake and tremble before you. I sent envoys from the Catamount Desert to Sikon, king of Heshbon, with a peaceful message. Let me pass through your land. I will keep to the road, turning neither right nor left. You will sell me food to eat for money and give me water to drink for money. I only want to pass through. Do as the people of Esau living in Seir and the Moab living in Ar did with me until I crossed the Jordan into the land Adonai our God is giving us. But Sikon, king of the Hashbon, would not let us pass through his territory because Adonai your God had hardened his spirit and made him stubborn so that he could hand him over to you as is the case today. Adonai said to me, See, I've begun handing over Sikon and his territory before you. Start taking possession of his land. Then Sikon came out against us, he and all his people to fight at Hazak. And Adonai our God handed him over to us, so that we defeated him, his sons and all his people. At that time, we captured all his cities and completely destroyed every city. Man, woman, and little ones were left. We left none of them. As booty for ourselves, we took only the cattle along with the spoil from the cities we had captured. From Arr on the edge of the Arnon Valley and from the city in the valley all the way to Gilead. There was not one city too well fortified for us to capture. 
Adonai our God gave all of them to us. The only land he didn't approach, the only land you didn't approach was that of the descendants of Ammon. The region around the Yabuk River, the cities in the hills, and wherever else Adonai our God forbade us to go. Then we turned and went up the road to Bashan. And Og, the king of Bashan, came out against us with all his people to fight at Edrei. Adonai said to me, Don't be afraid of him, for I have handed him all his people and his territory over to you. You will do to him as you did to Sikon, king of the Amorai, who lived at Heshbon. So Adonai, our God, also handed over to us Og, the king of Bashan, with all his people. And we defeated him until he had no one left. At that time, we captured all his cities. There was not one city of theirs that we didn't capture. There were 60 cities, all the region of Argob. The kingdom of Og and Bashan, all of them fortified cities with high walls, gates, and bars, in addition to a great number of unwalled towns. We completely destroyed them, as we did with Sikon, king of the Heshbon annihilating every city, men, women, and little ones. But we took all the livestock along with the spoil from the cities as booty for ourselves. At that time, we captured the territory of the two kings of the Amorite east of the Jordan between Arnon Valley and Mount Hermon. The Hermon, which the Tetzadon call Sirion, and the Amorite called Samir. All the cities of the plain, all Gilead and all Bashan, as far as Salka Edrai, cities of the kingdom of Og in Bashan. Og, king of Bashan, was the last survivor of the Rephraim. His bed was made of iron. It is still in Rabbah with the people of Ammon. It was nine cubits long and four cubits wide, using the normal cubit, but thirteen and a half by six feet. Of this land that we took possession of then, I assigned to the Reubenites and the Gadi <coughs> the territory extending from Eror along the Arnon Valley together with half the hill country of Gilead, including its city the rest of Gilead, and all Bashan, the king of Og, kingdom of Og, I gave to the half-tribe of Manasseh. The whole region of Argov, together with all of Bashan, form what is called the land of Rephraim. Iyar, the son of Manasseh, took all the region of Argob, as far as the border with the Geshuri and the Mahakti, he named his whole area, including Bashan, after himself. It remains Habat Ha'ir to this day. I gave Gilead to Matcher, and to the Reubens and the Gads, I gave the territory of Gilead to the Arnon River with the middle of the valley as the border. 
as far as the Yabuk River, which is the border with the people of Arnon. The Arabah, too, the Jordan, being its border from Kinneret to the Sea of the Arabah, the Dead Sea, at the foot of the slopes of Pisgah to the east. At that time, I gave you this order. Adonai, your God, has given you this land to possess. But all of you who are fit to fight must cross over, armed ahead of your brothers, the people of Israel, your wives, your little ones, and your livestock. I know you have much livestock. will stay in your cities, which I have given you, until Adonai allows your brothers to rest as he has allowed you and they to take possession of the land Adonai your God has given them on the west side of the Jordan. At that point you will return each man to his own possession which I have given you. Also at that time I gave this order to Joshua. Your eyes have seen everything that Adonai your God has done to these two kings. Adonai will do the same to all the kingdoms you encounter when you cross over. Don't be afraid of them, because Adonai your God will fight on your behalf. And then we have Isaiah 1, 1 through 27. Okay, I will read that. Isaiah 1, 1. 27. This is the vision of Isaiah, the son of Amatz, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem during the days of Uzziah, Yotan Hatzah, and Ezekiah, king of Judah. Hear, heaven, listen, earth, for Adonai speaking. I raised and brought up children. But they rebelled against me. The ox knows its owner, and the donkey its master's stall. But Israel does not know. My people do not reflect. O oh, sinful nation, a people weighed down by iniquity, descendants of evildoers, immoral children, they have abandoned Adonai, spurred the Holy One of Israel, and turned their backs on him. Where should I strike you next as you persist in rebelling? The whole head is sick, the whole heart diseased. From the sole of the foot to the head, there is nothing healthy, only wounds, bruises, and festering sores that haven't been dressed or bandaged or softened up with oil. Your land is desolate. Your cities are burned to the ground. Foreigners devour your land in your presence. It's as desolate as if overwhelmed by floods. The daughter of Zion is left like a shack in a vineyard, like a shed in a cucumber field, like a city under siege. If Adonai Tazavo had not left us a tiny, tiny remnant, 
who would have become, we would have become like Saddam. We would have resembled Amora. Hear what Adonai says, you rulers of Saddam. Listen to God's Torah, you people of Amora. Sodom and Gomorrah. Why are all those sacrifices offered to me, asked Adonai. I'm fed up with burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened animals. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls, lambs, and goats. Yes, you come to appear in my presence, but who asked you to do this? To trample through my courtyards. Stop bringing worthless grain offerings. They are like disgusting incense to me. Rosh Hodesh, Shabbat, calling convocation. I can't stand evil together with your assemblies. Everything in me hates your Rosh Hodesh and your festivals. They are a burden to me. I'm tired of putting up with them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you, no matter how much you pray. I won't be listening, because your hands are covered with blood. Wash yourselves clean. Get your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Relieve the oppressed. Defend orphans. Plead for the widow. Come now, says Adonai. Let's talk this over together. Even if your sins are like scarlet, they will be white as snow. Even if they are red as crimson, they will be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you will be eaten by the sword. For the mouth of Adonai has spoken. How the faithful city has become a horror. Once she was filled with justice, righteousness lodged in her. But now, murderers. Your silver is no longer pure. Your wine is watered down. Your leaders are rebels, friends of thieves. They all love bribes and run after gifts. They give no justice to orphans. The widow's complaint doesn't catch their attention. Therefore, says the Lord Adonai Tazavo, the mighty one of Israel, I will free myself of my adversaries. I will take vengeance on my enemies, but I will also turn my hand against you. I will cleanse your impurities as would lie and remove all your alloyed base metal. I will restore your judges as at first and your advisors as at the beginning. After that, you will be called the city of righteousness, faithful city. Zion will be redeemed by justice, and those in her will repent by righteousness. And then we have Acts 7, 2 through 60. And Stephen said, Brothers and fathers, listen to me. The God of glory appeared to Abraham in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran and said to him, 
Leave your land and your family and go into the land that I will show you. So he left the land of Kashdim and lived in Haran. After his father died, God made him move to this land where you are living now. He gave him no inheritance in it, not even space for one foot. Yet he promised to give it to him as a possession and to his descendants after him, even though at the time he was childless. What God said to him was, Your descendants will be aliens in a foreign land, where they will be in slavery and oppressed for 400 years. But I will judge the nation that enslaves them, God said, and afterwards they will leave and worship me in this place. And he gave him a blessing, so he became the father of Isaac. And and did the circumcision on the eighth day. And Isaac became the father of Jacob. And Jacob became the father of the twelve patriarchs. Now the patriarchs grew jealous of Joseph and sold him into slavery in Egypt. But Adonai was with him. He rescued him from all his troubles and gave him favor and wisdom before Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, who appointed him chief administrator over Egypt and over all his household. Now there came a famine that caused much suffering throughout Egypt and Canaan. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he he sent our fathers there the first time. The second time, Joseph revealed his identity to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. Joseph then sent for his father Jacob and all his relatives, 75 people, and Jacob went down to Egypt. There he died, as did our other ancestors. Their bodies were removed to Shechem and buried in the tomb Abraham had bought from the family of Hamor in Shechem for a certain sum of money. As the time grew near for the fulfillment of the promise God had made to Abraham, the number of our people in Egypt increased greatly until there arose another king over Egypt who had no knowledge of Joseph. With cruel cunning, this man forced our fathers to put their newborn babies outside their homes so that they would not survive. It was then that Moses was born, and he was beautiful in God's sight. For three months, he was reared in his father's house, and when he was put out of his home, Pharaoh's daughter took him and brought him up as her own son. So Moses was trained in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and became both powerful, both a powerful speaker and a man of action. But when he was 40 years old, the thought came to him to visit his brothers, the people of Israel. On seeing one of them being mistreated, he went to his defense and took revenge by striking down the Egyptian. He supposed his brothers would understand that God was using him to rescue them, but they didn't understand. 
when he appeared the next day as they were fighting and tried to make peace between them by saying, Men, you are brothers. Why do you want to hurt each other? The one who was mistreating his fellow pushed Moses away and said, Who made you a ruler and judge over us? Do you want to kill me the way you killed that Egyptian yesterday? On hearing this, Moses fled the country and became an exile in the land of Midian, where he had two sons. After 40 more years, an angel appeared to him in the desert near Mount Sinai in the flames of a burning bush. When Moses saw this, he was amazed at the sight. And as he approached to get a better look, there came a voice of Adonai. There came the voice of Adonai. But Moses trembled with fear and didn't dare to look. Adonai said to him, Take off your sandals because the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have clearly seen how my people are being oppressed in Egypt. I have heard their cry and I have come down to rescue them and now I will send you to Egypt. This Moses whom they rejected saying who made you a ruler and judge is the very one whom God sent as both ruler and ransomer by means of the angel that appeared to him in the thorn bush. This man led them out performing miracles and signs in Egypt at the Red Sea and in the wilderness for 40 years. This is the Moses who said to the people of Israel, God will raise up a prophet like me from among your brothers. This is the man who was in the assembly in the wilderness, accompanied by the angel that had spoken to him at Mount Sinai, and by our fathers, the man who was given living words to pass on to us. But our fathers did not want to obey him. On the contrary, they rejected him and in their hearts turned to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make us some gods to lead us, because this Moses who led us out of Egypt, we don't know what has become of him. That was when they made an idol in the shape of a calf and offered a sacrifice to it and held a celebration in honor of what they had made with their own hands. So God turned away from them and gave them over to worship the stars as has been written in the book of the prophets. People of Israel, it was not to me that you offered slaughtered animals and sacrifices for 40 years in the wilderness. No, you carried the tent of Moloch and the stars of your god Refn. The idols you made so that you could worship them. Therefore, I will send you into exile beyond Babel. Our fathers had the tit of witness in the wilderness. It had been made just as God, who spoke to Moses, had ordered it made, according to the pattern Moses had seen. Later on, our fathers, who had received it, 
brought it in with Joshua when they took the land away from the nations that God drove out before them. So it was until the days of David he enjoyed God's favor and asked if he might provide a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. And Solomon did build him a house. But Haelion does not live in places made by hand. As the prophet says, Heaven is my throne, says Adonai, and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house could you build for me? What kind of place could you devise for my rest? Didn't I myself make all these things? Stiff-necked people with uncircumcised hearts and ears. You continually oppose the Rachokotesh. You do the same things your fathers did. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? They killed those who told in advance about the coming of the Messiah. And now you have become his betrayers and murderers. You who receive the Torah as having been delivered by angels, but you do not keep it. On hearing these things, they were cut to their hearts and ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the rock, Hokadesh, looked up to heaven and saw God's Shekinah. Shekinah with Yeshua standing at the right hand of God. Look, he exclaimed, I see heaven opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this, they began yelling at the top of their voices so that they wouldn't have to hear him. And with one accord, they rushed at him threw him outside the city and began stoning him. And the witnesses laid down their coats at the feet of a young man named Shaul. As they were stoning him, Stephen called out to God, Lord Yeshua, receive my spirit. Then he kneeled down and shouted out, Lord, don't hold this sin against them. With that, he died. Father God, thank you for a great parashah. Thank you for helping us to stay on schedule. Thank you for helping us stay diligent. Thank you for helping us to stay devoted and punctual. And thank you for helping us to recognize when Shabbat comes and what we're to do for you on Shabbat, Lord. Help us to surrender to you fully and wholly today, Lord. We surely surrender to you and ask for your direction. Father, in this world there will be tribulation just like you say, and we certainly are not free from troubles, but you make our troubles easier for us to bear. And you will never give us more than what we can handle. And we appreciate that, Father. And we trust your words. We trust your directions and your instructions. In the name of Yeshua the Messiah, we surrender. Amen. Amen.